What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Wise Podcast. Um, wanted to uh, continue to say thank you for your support. And if you're liking uh, the podcast so far, I think this is episode nine, um, whatever platform you're on, let them know. Put it in the chat, rate us, that type of thing. We are going to the second phase here very shortly where we are uh, lining up guests, but uh, not there yet, but I, I know you're going to enjoy that too. Today has been a uh, really awesome uh, s- scenario here where I wanted to um, uh, get involved in uh, something not uh, too crazy, but it is a little bit out there. So uh, I just want to uh, fair warn you uh, with regard to that, but it's very, very cool stuff. What it has to do with, you might ask? Well, it's got to do with uh, the Force. That's right. You might think this is a Star Wars episode. It's not. Although, I did just finish the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I thought it was really, really good. I personally like all these little series, uh, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, and they're just kind of filling in a lot of the gaps of the Star Wars storyline from start to finish. And I kind of like that. Um, uh, And some people don't like it, but that's okay. But here, we're not really talking about the movies, whether you like them or not, or um, whether you like specific parts of the movies, uh, with the exception of the Force. Throughout the series, you hear this, may the Force be with you. And this Force, a lot of times we're talking about uh, the Jedi philosophy with regard to this. And I read this article from Big Think. It's a a kind of a newsletter that I get all the time. And this was the article. It played very well with me finishing this uh, Obi-Wan series with my son. Uh, So here's the article. Why panpsychism is the Jedi philosophy. Panpsychism. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Uh, But why it's the Jedi philosophy. Let me read this article a little bit and I'll come back and give you my thoughts. This, by the way, is really, it parallels really, really well with my second book that I wrote, gosh, 12, 13 years ago uh, called The Alchemy of Wealth. And for those of you that read it, thank you. For those of you that didn't read it, you should read it. But this plays very, very well with that. Uh, Matter of fact, here's a picture of the book. You can look at it on the screen here. But I want to get to this article because I want to know if you think uh, this is real, number one, and how you can use it in business and in life. Uh, That's really the mission here. So um, one of the most, here's the article, one of the most iconic elements of the Star Wars universe is the force that mysterious energy field that permeates the galaxy, which all life forms interact with, but only a rare few can harness. It gives the science fiction series a mystical punch and serves to make our heroes a little more compelling. Not merely action heroes, they have a deeper connection to the cosmos they protect. The philosophies that surround the force Keep nerds, that's me. Heather's called me a nerd several times. I'm starting to believe it myself. Keep nerds up at night. 
Books have been written detailing both the ideas on the Jedi and Sith orders. Those are yin and yang. Those are, you know, uh, one spectrum and then the opposite spectrum. Um, but both have this force power. One uses for good, one uses for evil. In the films, the Jedi approach uh, to the force is often explained to those who have never heard of it before. Their idea of a living force connects everything in existence that affects all of us and can be manipulated by some individuals. It is aware of changes in the cosmos and strives to balance itself through, uh, though if it were alive and thinking. This is where I want to have you start to think about business and life. And is this thing real? If you read The Alchemy of Wealth, you know I completely 100 plus percent believe in this idea of this force. Now, can you use it as they do in the Star Wars saga? I don't know. At least we're not that advanced yet or nobody that I know is of advanced. Maybe I should say a few people, but uh, not a lot of people. But is there this force that happens in the universe? Again, if you've read that book, I'm not pitching the book. I kind of am, but I'm not. If you've read The Alchemy of Wealth, you know that I believe in this, in this, this substance, if you will, in the universe. That's how I talked about it in the book. And when you imprint an idea or a thought uh, against that substance, the universe does everything that it can to bring that to you, to give you that. That's panpsychism. Is It's the idea that everything in the universe has some consciousness or that consciousness is a fundamental part of matter. It uh, precedents going back uh, in recorded history and Thales or Thales. I'm not a big uh, philosopher pronunciation guy of these Greek gods and things like that, but he was really the first philosopher. He hinted at it when he said everything is full of gods. Other thinkers have had similar ideas throughout history, including Plato. Uh, Leibniz, Spinoza, who I just read uh, his book on ethics, and Bertrand Russell. Despite the spiritual overtones in, of the philosophy, it has its supporters among scientists as well. Arthur Eddington was a British astronomer and philosopher of science. He is most famous for confirming the existence of the phenomena predicted by the theory of relativity. You know, uh, Albert Einstein. Eddington realized that while Physics can tell us how matter will behave. It cannot tell us what the nature of matter is. He concluded that we can only know how the nature of matter that makes up our brains and that is uh, that it is conscious is, sorry, it is simplest to presume that all the matter outside our brains is somehow aware as well. So the matter inside, we have a conscious uh, scenario to it, and all the matter outside is somehow engaged in this conscious matter. That's really what this is about. And that, that's really what intrigued me. As I started reading this article, I just got done with Spinoza's book on ethics. I just got done with, well, I was in the middle of the, the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, miniseries uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so I was in this whole force Realm, and I always think about the books that I've written and uh, the alchemy of wealth being one of them. But let me go further here. He argued that all matter had some form of mind stuff 
The mind stuff of the world is, of course, something more general than our individual conscious minds. The mind stuff is not spread in space and time. These are part of the cyclic scheme ultimately derived out of it. In other words, that's a product of this substance. It is necessary to keep reminding ourselves that all knowledge of our environment from which the world of physics is constructed has entered in the form of messages transmitted along the nerves to the seat of consciousness. Consciousness is not sharply defined, but fades into subconsciousness. And beyond that, we must postulate something indefinite, but continuous with our mental nature. It is difficult for the matter-of-fact physicist, that's probably me, by the way, to accept the view that the substratum of everything is of mental character, meaning we have this conscious thought with a tree, uh, a phone, well, phones maybe, uh, or a mug full of coffee. That was a coffee break there. But no one can deny that mind is the first and most direct thing in our experience, and all else is remote inference. All else is secondary, in other words. Uh, the idea that all matter might have some awareness is increasingly popular in analytical philosophy as it does provide some answers to problems in understanding consciousness. Specifically, the hard problem of consciousness is addressed. That issue, the question of how consciousness can arise from unconscious matter, is quickly solved when you treat all matter as having some type of awareness. Uh, these are detractors, or sorry, there are detractors, however. They, are often, uh, they often point out some difficulty in taking seriously the idea that your sofa, for instance, has some form of consciousness. The sofa, however, takes your rejection very seriously. It has feelings. Laugh out, laugh out loud. So how do the Jedi really kind of use this? And how can we use this in business? That's really what I want to get to. So while there's only some things notable Force-sensitive characters that can manipulate the Force, Jedis, for instance, or Siths, for instance, in Star Wars, every object in the universe appears to be able to interact with the Force. If you remember from Star Wars, Luke Skywalker can interact with all sorts of objects using the Force, despite those objects not being able to do likewise. The Jedi understand that they share their interaction with the Force with the entire galaxy, but also know that they, as Force sensitives, um, interact a little differently than others. This is not fundamentally different in how a panpsychist would understand their existence. They grasp that they are more conscious than a rock, but know that the rock has some potential for awareness as part of its essence. So in other words, there's a scale of this panpsychist power, if you will, or understanding, if you will. They share awareness in common, just like both Luke and Stones, he moves on Dagobah, which is a planet, uh, or uh, are equally surrounded and embraced by this force. So a view of panpsychism remarkably similar to the force was proposed by physicists Bernard Haish and Gregory Mat Matloff. They suggest that consciousness is produced and transmitted through space 
and that any system that has a certain size or energy output could generate and emit consciousness. Their outlandish theory suggests even that stars choose to move by electing, by electing to emit a jet of hot gases. Uh, their idea, if correct, would make all large or energetic objects in existence mentally aware in some sense. Significant changes in such systems would then be felt elsewhere. A disturbance in the force, if you will. What's that theory of butterfly flaps his wings and that little force of air changes can change the world? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's kind of what we're talking about here. I find that fascinating how we're all connected by that, by the way. Uh, Panpsychism is a radical, bizarre, and quite plausible, accurate philosophy. The idea that all matter is somehow aware staggers the imagination. I know it certainly does mine. The idea that some of our favorite heroes understand and fully embrace such a view is even more incredible. But despite its strangeness, panpsychism continues to attract supporters in the scientific and philosophic communities. Remember to keep an open mind on such strange ideas and may the force be with you. So how does this apply to business? I do think that at some level, things have a defined consciousness to them. I know this sounds strange, like the microphone that I'm talking to, the computer. Well, that's maybe a different story, but the computer or the, the stand that it's on uh, or this remote control, anything that has matter with it has some sort of consciousness to it. Um, and I think that comes down to, you know, really, if you keep boiling it down, to the, the magic of life that we just don't understand yet. We're not there, but it's kind of one of those things that we don't fully understand it, but we have a pretty good idea that it's there. And for the majority of people, it probably sounds pretty far out. I just believe that. I've believed that for a long time. I've seen this in action. I've seen this uh, make things happen from that are um, uh, impossible to, to possible to probable um, in life. Uh, and I, I can't say that enough. Again, my book, The Alchemy of Wealth, goes through this. I wrote this 12, 13 years ago. And um, it's just a nice reminder of the stuff that I put in that book. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to reread that just because I had such a great time writing it. And it just plays along with this theme I'm in right now. So uh, if you haven't read it, go to, you know, uh, Amazon.com or your favorite bookstore and buy The Alchemy of Wealth. So that is it. We talked about the force today. I'm telling you, I, I know this is alive in business and, and the universe has a way of getting out of your way when you put something out there into this substance and you start to take action toward that. The universe will move things around to make it happen. That's why I truly believe these three words, uh, impossible, possible, and probable. And uh, so when you come across an issue, a challenge, a problem that you think is impossible, think again, because if you just position yourself the right way and put it out there in the universe in a positive way and then take action behind that, it becomes possible from the impossible. And that possible then becomes probable the more that you focus on it. So I'm hoping you had a great time on today's podcast. I know we were a little out there. Sometimes I'm a little out there. That's okay. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. And we will talk real soon.